The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about eight miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 10 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. As we continue today in the ninth chapter of Revelation, we see that when the first trumpet was blown by the angel, there appeared a star which unleashed demonic forces from the bottomless pit. In the first half of this sermon posted yesterday, Elder Buddy Abernathy was beginning to teach us that God indeed has allowed some wicked demonic spirits to be released on this world, primarily in order to torment the wicked but we will see that these forces can also afflict God's children. But ultimately, God's people will be vindicated because God will banish the wicked from his presence in the final judgment. In the meantime, he protects his children with his providential care. Join us today for the conclusion of this message entitled The Fifth Trumpet. But first, we have a song selection that we hope you enjoy. Then please stay tuned for the message.
So that's one of the ideas that we can get from these locusts, which are just uh, an illustration of evil influence. That is the kingdom of Satan. They have faces as men. And I believe at least one of the ideas there is this evil influence can manifest itself in false teachers. Now notice in uh, the book of Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with verse 13, Paul makes it even plainer here. Paul says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, in other words, don't freak out over that. No marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing, we might say. It's, it's no big deal, therefore, if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So you see there it is again that these men that are false teachers can get a big following because they are so deceptive. You know, we look at them and say, how can people be fooled by that? Well, the reason we react that way is because we know the truth. You know, if someone was brought up never going to church and their first exposure was to this self-esteem gospel or these faith healers or these uh, speaking in tongues. If that was your only exposure to religion and that appealed to you and gave you a, some perceived meaning to your life that maybe you didn't previously have, then you're gullible. You'll be taken in by that. And that's why they have such a a large following. So these locusts had the faces of men. In verse 8, he says, and they, had, and they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions. Now, I'm not sure what all the uh, meaning is of that, but notice it said they had faces like men and hair like women. That at least gives the idea of confusion, doesn't it? And isn't it interesting that that idea of confusion is in our culture today? It can also give the idea of rebellion. Now, Paul dealt with the issue of hair length in 1 Corinthians 14. And he says that causes confusion. It causes confusion in the home. It causes confusion in the church. So that's perhaps some of the meaning here. This indicates rebellion. It indicates confusion. But I want to notice a couple of more scriptures with regard uh, to these locusts who had faces like men because he says here in verse 8, their teeth were as the teeth of lions. Now you couple these two things together. 
Here are these that can come in a very deceitful way as false teachers. And notice it says they have the faces of men, but also they have the teeth of lions. Now that indicates devouring, doesn't it? In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, and keep in mind, this is talking to the Lord's people. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. He says, be sober. That means be alert. Not like a drunken fool. Talking about a person who is drunk on alcohol. Don't be that way spiritually. Don't be uh, drunken. He says, be sober, be alert, be vigilant, be cautious, be careful. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That certainly goes along with that description that they have teeth like that of a lion. So while Satan is certainly involved with the wicked, he'll take up as much space in your life as he can. Children of God can go into some real depths of sin if they follow the influence of Satan. Notice he says in verse 9 of 1 Peter 5, Whom resist steadfast in the faith? Now notice this, whenever you read that word faith with the article the in front of it, it's not talking about your faith in God, it's talking about the doctrines, the truth. You remember in the book of Jude about verse 3, we're told to earnestly contend for the faith once delivered unto the saints. That's the doctrines of salvation. How do you resist Satan? He says, whom resists steadfast in the faith? knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. See, if you embrace the faith of salvation by grace, that your home in heaven is secure, that nothing can separate you from the love of God, that is the best weapon you have to deal with Satan. He can annoy you. He may even destroy your life in this world if you let him. But nothing can separate you from the love of God. This is such an important issue with Satan that you remember in the parable of the sower, the wayside here, I believe it's in Luke account, Luke's account. It says that the wayside here is the one that uh, hears the word, but Satan cometh and taketh away that which was sown in his heart, lest he should believe and be saved. Now, we know that's not eternal salvation. A person dead in trespasses and sins is no threat to Satan in terms of that they might obey the gospel. 
See, the word save just means to deliver. Satan does not want God's children to be saved in a gospel sense. He doesn't want them to be liberated by the truth of salvation. So he'll come along and if possible, catcheth away that which was sown in their heart, lest they should believe and be saved. Because he knows that if a child of God knows salvation's by grace, if he understands election, predestination, he understands that Jesus redeemed him, he understands that the Spirit uh, doesn't try to quicken you, but the Spirit does quicken you, and if he knows you understand the doctrine of eternal security, that's how you resist him in the faith. So you can even be like David and say, Though my house be not so with God, he hath made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and sure. That's a great weapon against Satan. That's why Peter says, Whom resists steadfast in the faith. Now let's notice a couple of more about these locusts who had the faces of men and the teeth of lions. Look at Romans chapter 16 and verse 17. And as I read these verses, I hope you'll realize, if you don't already, how often this matter of the deception of false teachers is in the Bible. Verse 17 of Romans 16. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple." The word simple there refers to those that are easily seduced. You know, Brother Chris has been going through the book of Hebrews, and one of the concepts there is he said that uh, you have need of milk and not of strong meat. Remember, he said, for the time you ought to be teachers of the Word. In other words, based on your time of exposure to the Word of God, just like if you take a course in college, you know, if you take college algebra and then you know nothing about, you, you can't learn anything in calculus, the principle there is based on your exposure to the prerequisite, you ought to be able to do this other. You know, I don't need a degree in teaching to teach my children basic algebra if I've taken math all the way to calculus. See that what he's saying here is based on how much time you've been exposed to it, you ought to be able to teach others. But he said, you're become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. And you remember he goes on to say that, listen to this, strong meat belongs to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use even those by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Satan knows how seducible or gullible you are. 
You remember how Jesus handled him? We've already read the verse that said, Resist him steadfast in the faith. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, I believe in Matthew chapter 4, everything Satan presented, he quoted a scripture to him. So see, that's how you resist Satan. As far as deception, think of all the immorality, all the perversions in the world today. All you have to do is know what the Bible says about those matters, and you can resist it steadfast in the faith. Now, there are many other verses we could look at. You read through 1 John sometime, and you'll read several mentions of the Antichrist. But let me just read one more in the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 20. Here, here's a very easy way to identify a false prophet. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 20. To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. If they speak things contrary to the Word of God, the reason for that is they have no light. They're in darkness. So in conclusion, let me just go back here to chapter 9 and just read through this description. Verse 7, And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men, and they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. In that time, that would be the sound of the greatest military force you could have in that day because it, it says the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots and many horses running to battle and they had tails like unto scorpions. And there were stings in their tails. You remember we read about that earlier in this chapter. And their power was to hurt men five months. Now, this is not God's children. Remember the context here is the wicked. And whenever you read about hurt men or those that are in the earth, there's different terms used here speaking of judgment. But remember, as I've said more than once, the book of Revelation is not so much about God chastening His children. Other than the first three chapters, I don't know if it addresses that at all. It's not about God chastening His children. It's not about God punishing His children. It's about His punishment on the wicked to deliver His children. So the context here, remember, is they're hurting those men that have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And verse 11 says, now listen to this, And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. And both of those words mean destroyer. So the idea we need to get from this is there are demonic forces, 
There is a kingdom of darkness. There's a kingdom of Satan in this world, just like there is a kingdom of God in this world. And in this case, God allowed these demonic spirits to be released from the bottomless pit to torment the wicked. You remember the example I gave about Hitler and Stalin? <laughs> you know, when they made, they made an agreement, I forgot all the details of it now, it's not fresh on my mind, but they made an agreement, a non-aggressive agreement. I won't hurt you if you won't hurt me. And then Hitler violates it when it's no longer convenient for him to have the agreement. <laughs> and to me, that's a good illustration of this. So we'll stop there tonight and uh, hope I've made this in a, I've presented this in a way that you can understand it. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. I hope the message has been uplifting and beneficial to you and that the Lord will continue to bless you to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Join us again tomorrow for another message of God's sovereign grace. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com that's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C-1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.